Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's 2 p.m. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he is the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It is Justin Katz. And Justin, I'd actually like to start off with the soccer stadium. It's... um. I think because of what's going on with the bridge, it's not getting as much attention as as normally, uh, you know, that it should. But just curious to hear your thoughts regarding uh, the financing that we've learned of just how much state has now had to put out in order to make this a reality. Well, this is the problem, and it's a problem that is especially important bad with with using government to finance these things once the politicians are in once everybody's lined up there's no end to it because they've got to keep it going there's there's no such thing as a sunk cost in politics there's no point where the the ruling regime unless it's replaced can say okay that was a bad idea we lost 50 million bucks and we're just going to eat it and move on and so you get this where it's constantly having to adjust they they're invested in this the governor in particular mckee having having jumped on the commerce board to to pass the decisive vote to to do this whole project uh, is definitely invested and so as the interest rates go up as other costs go up we they're backstopped they're backstopped by the taxpayer and that's that's just the way that's just the way it's going to be and it's it's important to keep in mind too uh, and this might be a little bit of an abstract point or a little bit of an abstruse point for some people but the these bonds that go out we learned during 38 Studios and that whole fiasco, a lot of people learned that they're, they're really a scam because basically their revenue bonds are they're, they're not necessarily backed by the full faith and credit of the, the people of Rhode Island, but there's no way the government's not going to pay them. So there's they're certain debt, but they have higher interest rates because there's supposedly some risk and they're not generally just available to the Joe investor on the street or you or me wants to go pick up a Tidewater bond or whatever. They're, they're institutional investors. And so it's a big scam that a lot of people make a lot of money on investing in the bonds, then building the stadium through the unions. All of that stuff piles up to take tax, take tax dollars. And there's no, there's no incentive for anybody to just go, you know what, this is getting out of hand. And I think it's interesting that you, you raise the bridge. Well, if our infrastructure is so terrible, how is the bridge going to affect the ability of Tidewater to perform? What about right. other bridges that are nearby, other infrastructure that might be collapsing, that instead we're spending uh, four times the principal, apparently, on, on interest? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a dangerous situation and without enough verification. I mean, McKee in, in recent articles about this has said, oh, it's going to greatly improve the economy around there. Will it? Do you have any evidence of that? Maybe. I mean, it's kind of an assumption you'd, you'd expect to make. But it'd be good to see some evidence before you're you're investing millions and millions of dollars in these deals. And that's it's kind of shocking for anybody who's ever been involved in any kind of even moderately sized uh, corporate asset purchase or anything like that or any kind of corporate decision that takes a lot of millions of dollars. A lot goes into it. It's not just, yeah, I think this will be good for the company. Let's spend let's spend 50 million. Oh, I mean, 100 million. Oh, I mean, 138 million. It that doesn't happen when people have their own money invested. And I, for all these reasons, I think Rhode Islanders really need to start waking up to, to this to this scam because it really is a scam. And I think the progressives in particular, sorry to rant here, but the, the progressives in particular have to start paying attention. You know, they'll talk about a corporate CEO who's, who's not paying another dollar an hour for employees. But here you've got a whole insider system led by our government and the labor unions ripping people off and taking our money. It really ought to get a lot more attention than it does. Folks, again, we're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com. Justin, one of the things also, let's talk about, I mean, this is a completely different scenario than the way, the one that was laid out for everyone. And I just don't understand why more people don't object. And I mean elected officials saying, you know, if this, if this had been what they had presented back at the, you know, when they first came into inception, then it probably wouldn't have passed. This is a completely different proposal. This is also one of the dangers, I think, of they talk about that once they start a project like this, they come up with whatever the term is, but basically rewrite orders where the balloon, the costs just balloon because it just keeps getting added on to. This was not the package that was presented. I think the only reason that it's even being built now is because Governor McKee, to get elected, promised to organize labor that 
he'd let them build a $150 million soccer stadium. Because other, other than that, there's no market for it. This, this absolutely makes no sense at all. Well, I think it's, that's exactly that's exactly right, and then that's it, that's endemic in government. It's not only you know these projects; it's it's a lot of law, a lot of policy that gets implemented is is exactly like that. Oh, we're going to do this, and that they so they'll they'll say whatever to get it over the finish line, and they'll just expect that people aren't going to notice as the deal changes, and you know the classic line of Darth Vader and uh, what is it, Empire Strikes Back, or, or, the, not Lando Curcio said. Oh, the, this deal with Darth Vader keeps getting worse. It's always like that uh, in government, and I think that's that's exactly right. But there's nobody to pay attention because there's nobody who who has that that investment in or that the interest to to do that. There's nobody who stands to lose millions of dollars because this goes through, and that that's a that's a real problem. And in, in that regard, it starts to come back to the problem of having no opposition party in the state because there's nobody to take advantage. Everybody is bought off, as I said, the investors, the labor unions, the progressives, the insider politicians. They're all in on the game, and so there's nobody who benefits by by making a controversy of it. Really, there's no and there's no effective, say, Republican opposition to to make this. If if there were a line and this controversy could get a Republican gubernatorial candidate over the finish line, they'd be making a lot more, a lot bigger deal of it, and people would know about it. But that's not the case, and it, it really goes. Everything seems to go right back to this this core problem that our 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 civic society in Rhode Island is just busted, and it's going to be very expensive, and it's gonna it's going to be hurting people for years and decades to come and, and mounting. Justin, let's let's talk about the bridge. The latest is uh, it, it, it just continues to be a head scratcher. They're going to have some House oversight hearings. I heard the governor's not thrilled about it, but uh, the latest now is they rolled out this. It's an app, or if you go on there, the DOT state website, they tell you how long it'll take to get from wherever you're going. You put in you know, where you're starting with and where you go. And I do like the fact that some, I think it was Channel 10 or other, maybe others, but at least Channel 10 sent their reporters. They were using the app. And sure enough, it was it was way off from what the actual time was. The, the reporters would say, you know, uh, the app said it would take 20 minutes. It took 46 minutes. Um, what are your thoughts on McKee continuing, trying to almost like, undo the narrative of how long it actually takes to get from point A to point B. Yeah, it's just bizarre, that aspect. And it, I mean, it, it, the only explanation I can come up with is that he just doesn't want to admit what a disaster it is, which the, the first step to solving a problem is admitting that it's a problem. And he's, he's right. not willing to do that, which is it's horrible. Uh, I, I like to think it was actually John Marion of Common Cause tweeted out because uh, one of the news stations had said it took an average of you were going average of three miles an hour from the state line to the bridge and he pointed out that that's the average walking speed of a human being and that's that's how how bad we've gotten and i think some of it's with this this recent change of the traffic patterns we discussed last week that some resident came up with or something like that but the with the app it seems to me like a giant waste of resources a giant why would anybody expect it to be accurate why and why do we need it there you've got google you've got apple there are other there are map programs out there that tell you how long it's going to take if you're trying to plan a trip and i'm sure they're much more accurate than this app so it's i it's it's just another gimmick rather than trying to trying to just say you know what put all that aside if this is horrible folks we're on it we're we're doing whatever we can and as, as i keep saying i'm going to beat this drum till it's done till the project's done and we can move on with everything you know in, in 20 years um the if they were serious, they'd be talking about the things that make it so slow to fix things in Rhode Island. At least for this project, they'd be suspending all the ridiculous labor rules. They'd be going to the labor unions and saying, this is a giant problem. You need to come to the table right now so we can get this fixed right away. We're not we're not going to the federal government to, to ask for money or only to ask for money. We're going for, for them to jump in and say, what can we make easier on you? Because this is a major thoroughfare for the entire Northeast, or it is, it is at the moment, I don't know. Once once this continues on and on, maybe maybe we'll be just bypassed, and there'll be there'll be new roadways and new ways people get to the the northeast from from the west and south. But that's what ought to be done. Not not apps. Apps is like apps is like a student solution to a problem in a classroom. It's it's dumb. 
It's it's not going to get anything done. Nobody should trust the government app telling you how bad the government is doing. And it's redundant data that we already have out there through private companies. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this, since 1994. That's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin, I want to stay on the bridge just for a moment because uh, I thought last week was a good example where on Thursday, now this was dry weather, no rain, no snow, and the traffic it, it, it really is something to see that it, it was taking 86 minutes. And I, I, did, I applaud the TV stations for mapping this out for people and doing it in real time. But it took 86 minutes to get from the state line of Massachusetts to the 195, nine, um, 95, you know, you either go 95 south or then you continue 95 north. That split off point, 86 minutes. That normally should be a five minute ride. And uh, I saw a lot of talk online. Oh, maybe it's because of it's thursday or maybe it's because of like that's how the lunacy of this has become where they're just not to me accepting that this is a major problem that's going to continue and let alone you know we're on the cusp of what's going to be a major winter storm coming down the pike well certainly but i I mean it's exactly what i meant when i said that infrastructure in Rhode Island kills more people than guns or, or yeah. it is now because this is this that's what happens and, and it's, it's not going to be the, I think the, the problem may even start to get lighter but because people are finding other ways to go about their lives they're finding other ways to to drive around they're they're not going into Providence they're they're getting to they're working from home they get another job because I can't take the commute anymore that's people will start to adjust and that's that's deadly for for any any east providence it's deadly for providence it's deadly for all the all the communities in the, in the uh, east bay i mean you, you hear of realtors who when you know big higher paid people come in they bring them to east greenwich and barrington well take barrington off the list because if it's going to take you 90 minutes to cross a bridge from barrington to providence it's just not worth it uh, right. the value property values are going to plummet there in that regard and so this it's a giant problem and it's, it's astonishing that as you say nobody's oh well maybe it's because it's thursday why no <laughs> this is no it's because the bridge is out. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's why. That's the only reason. And the all of that other talk, the only explanation, uh, other than people just don't know how to process how horrible it is here. Maybe we've just gotten so used to it being bad in Rhode Island that we can't even process real problems. But they, the the explanation, I think, is that nobody actually wants to solve the real problems because they all go back to the core corruption and the core rot in Rhode Island. And everybody... In Rhode Island, the reason it survived so long is everybody is getting a piece of it, and everybody yeah. has their own investment, whether it's the investment or the the unions or the politicians or the media who have the inside scoop because they play nice. All of that stuff, everybody get has some investment in this, and so we're not going to get it fixed. Now, Justin Katz, there was also something uh, last week, and it was Kathy Gregg that reported it happening out at the state house. The gun control drive begins with 2838s and his co-sponsoring safe storage requirement. But union backing is this year. And what I saw is I didn't see any follow-up of, and there the picture is Pat Crowley. Now, to me, the angle that almost needs to be explored is he's not doing that because he believes in the issue. He's not doing that out of whatever, his own goodwill. To me, this reeks of he has cut some deal that and there's a quid pro quo we want this and if you'll grant us whatever this is behind the curtain we'll get you your gun control i think you know this is a dangerous development that it's like they are venturing off into other causes where they see groups that fall short hey if you cut a deal 
and give us what we want, then, you know, we'll push this and we'll hammer the people that are not on board and, and we'll, you know, really go after them. What is your thoughts on, I was surprised there wasn't more follow-up as to, you know, what exactly is this going to cost that he's agreeing to do this? Well, you know, I, I wonder, it's, a, it's an interesting idea whether he's trading for actual union business. I'm not, I'm not actually sure that's the case. I mean, it's been, it's been pretty obvious to me for... I meant union bills, union bills. Yeah, well, yeah, but, but I mean, but, I, I, but as, if okay. he, as if his primary, Carly's primary concern is his, his members in his labor union, and he's just trading favors for that. I'm not sure that's the case, because the, if you look back at Bill's back 15 years even social issues say like same-sex marriage the unions were funding the activists on that they were funding they were there live on all of those anything that's left wing and in fact in i think it was 2012 there was a a pro progressive conference in rhode island i think it was called netroots nation if i'm remembering correctly and pat crowley and george Nee did a panel and they talked about the you everything union model where where we're going to put all these far left causes in a union model and we're going to treat ourselves as a giant activist labor union. So uh, that all led me to conclude that really the labor unions, they provide member services. That's how they get their money and their political influence by, by being associated with labor. But the real reason they're doing it, that's just to collect money and, and influence. The real reason they're doing it is to push these far left causes. And what, what strikes me is I wonder how many construction workers, how many blue collar workers are, are out there thinking or, or even aware of, hey, why is my labor union trying to infringe on my second amendment rights i mean it used to be the idea that a lot of these a lot of these organized labor folks were salt of the earth blue collar people i mean pat crowley's not just a teacher union person anymore he's representing all those folks who many of them are are actually pretty politically conservative i hear from them time and time every now and then when i tweet something about labor unions and they they attack me but then i'll look at their their profiles and they're, they're they support all kinds of conservative causes it's i wonder how many of them just don't don't really realize that they are funding this left wing this left wing organizing so i think to me that that picture of pat crowley and the, the red sweater vest and all that supporting gun control that is just more another bit of evidence that they they're letting the freak flag fly now they're just out there they run the state they don't care they're, it's they're they're flipping the switch on the on a on communism a la labor union in Rhode Island. That, that's, the, that's the message I start to get. Justin, there's a bill that would force all employers of over 500 people in Rhode Island immediately give their employees a 10% increase in pay to work a standard 40-hour work week. What, what is so outrageous about this is there are already designed rules you have to follow and so forth. This really cuts into that suddenly they, they want to control all the businesses. It's not the role of the state house to get involved and make these types of demands on the local, you know, uh, employers. Well, these kinds of bills, you know, when in the last decade, there were a few years in a row where I read every bill that was submitted and it, it is a very depressing activity because the things that these legislators put in, they, they really ought to disqualify them. And it, it really started to make me think about who are you? You know, who are you, Mr. Progressive Legislator or Mr. Whatever you do for your job? None of them are qualified to be making giant, you know, ultra uh, international CEO level decisions about how businesses should run. And yet they presume to because they think they, they have no idea how money is made, how productivity works. They have no idea. So they pass these bills. These they would be these things are devastating. And I, you know, I. I've, I've been saying for years, I don't think it's, it's one thing you could kind of say, well, a lot of these bills get killed. They're, they're just for show for their constituents. They're never going to go anywhere. I, I think they have an effect. You know, honestly, if I'm looking at where to start a business, where to do anything with business, and I start to see these bills come and popping yeah. up in a general assembly, you never know. You, you spend a hundred million, 200 million, whatever, setting up a shop in Rhode Island, getting getting everything organized and you're ready to go and start. And then all of a sudden, not only, as we've discussed before, do you have the labor unions knocking on your door like, hey, this is a nice business you got here. Shame if something were to happen to it. Not only do you get that, but the legislature, legislature at any point could say, yeah, next year we're just going to 
increase your labor cost by 20% <laughs> at any time they could do that. And it, I think that's why we're seeing the, the economic collapse of the state and things falling apart as they are. And it's, it's only going to get worse, but people really need to start asking themselves when they see these bills, who is this person who's submitting this bill? What is their expertise that they think this will work just fine? Where's that money going to come from? How can you just promise everybody? Okay. We're going to, we're going to cut your, your work week by eight hours or a full day of work just because we can give it to you. And frankly, this is what people have warned about democracy uh, de Tocqueville from the beginning of the United States was once people realize they can, um, they can vote themselves more, they'll, they'll start doing it. And I, th I think that's what we see in these, these kind of ridiculous progressive laws or bills. Folks, quick, quick break, much more hit politics this week, Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro Show. All your oil needs, make it Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call Henry Oil today. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, it's Henry Oil, residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery since 1947. They also have budget plans, service contracts, lack, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. We got a long way to go with winter. Make sure that tank is filled. Call Henry Oil today. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, a local family-run business since 1947 that you can depend on. For all your oil needs, call Henry Oil today. 401-521-0200. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, some of the other stories, and it was actually Attorney General Pino Narona put this out. How about according to the federal CMS data, the median emergency room wait time in Rhode Island is four hours. That's the median, and we come out uh, at 49 ranked of 50 states. Justin, how is that possible that the smallest uh, state would have a at median time? four-hour emergency room wait if you go and it's, quote, and it is urgent and an emergency. Well, it, it's it's outrageous, but it's predictable for the, the reasons we, you know, we're talking about just a minute ago with businesses. I mean, it's, they, the, to the extent the General Assembly wants to mess with private businesses, they've done that even more with the healthcare system. They've, and, and that's part of a larger problem we're facing around the country. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really just a, a collapse of the system. I think Obamacare had a lot to do with it. And then, of course, Rhode Island jumped right into it. And everybody starts to forget these things where, where any anywhere that Obamacare allowed a state to, to ratchet it up, it we did. So we're given a lot of free health care. We're, we're moving more and more towards single payer where people don't have to think before they go to the doctor. They just because somebody else is paying for it. There's no plus or minus. A lot of them don't bother going to a primary care. They go to uh, uh, they, they go right to the emergency room. A lot of the times primary care uh, that because of regulations or because of the difficulty getting those jobs or difficulty setting up shop in that way. We're there's another crisis that actually Peter Nerona points out from time to time as well of primary care doctors. So you don't have a primary care doctor or they're too busy. They say, go to the emergency room. So you just go to the emergency room. There aren't enough emergency room doctors. There's not enough uh, infrastructure to handle that. They can't make any profit from it. It's, it's a, a big, big problem. And what, what makes it even worse and scarier for me, and I've been watching this with Nerona for uh, at least the past couple months while he's been, he's been focusing on this issue from time to time is, Nobody has solutions. He has no solutions. He just wants to, he, he moves toward the progressive uh, single payer route with this. There's no, he, he'll, he'll attack private companies, whatever, but there's, there's nobody who's looking at the real problems of why is this happening? And it's happening for a lot of reasons, such as medical mandates, insurance mandates. You have to cover this. You have to do that. 
that raises costs for everybody. It increased demand for things that people otherwise wouldn't wouldn't do if they had to pay for them themselves or had some investment in it. And nobody knows what the prices are. So the insurance companies are just trying to make their money. And it's it's a mess, but it all goes back to just fundamentals of, of economics. And that's why why so few people talk about it and why, I mean, Nerona doesn't seem to have any answers, but it's it's good that he's pointing it out. Yeah, I um I just picture someone getting in their car, they have a family member, they drive to the emergency room. I hear from them that when they enter, there's I've had people say they're the only ones that were speaking English. Uh, there's large families, large groups of people who don't speak English. They use the emergency room as almost like a, a free clinic. And then at the same time, I've been with police. If there's someone intoxicated, instead of they have to go home or they just make sure they can't drive, no. If uh, they immediately, the rescue comes up, fire department, they put them in a rescue. They go right to the hospital. Now, they're not in the waiting room. They're immediately seen. Um, so I feel for the people that do the right thing, which is get in their car and just, you know, drive to emergency room. But they're surrounded by people that are not following, I don't think, following or, or abusing the system. Now, Justin, how about the headline? Um, the the movie that's continuing to be shot, they said the producers settled on Rhode Island because of the efforts of the administration of Governor Dan McKee. This is something you and I have touched on. It's a story of this unlikely story of a lieutenant governor who becomes governor. The name is similar. Um, I'll also let on with you. I have heard that a, a family member is, is in the film. And then I reached out to his office and they won't even give me, just tell me no. I think it's a yes or no question. But they they refused to answer that. So I just got a kick out of that. He was so gung ho. And I just think with everything going on, it's the novelty of it. Any any thought on that, that he absolutely wanted this filmed in Rhode Island? (laughs) Well, you do wonder, you know, there's there's so much of Rhode Island that's that's up for grabs and you know you've, you've got all the you've still got all the federal stimulus money or from the covid who knows what he was able to say like hey i'll i'll backroll your movie for for some millions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, if you, you know, star my cousin and and maybe you could name the character so much like me that would be neat you know you yeah. it'd be really interesting to see the backstory because because yeah. the, the overlaps, a lieutenant governor who becomes governor named yeah. McKay instead of McKee is filmed in Rhode Island, and they're thanking him for all of his nice, his the nice, uh, how they made it so easy for them to come to Rhode Island. I there's a there's a lot there, and I, it 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 seems I I have to admit if I were in his position with everything going on in the state, that was my responsibility. Getting a movie to Rhode Island would be the absolute last thing on my mind. Agreed. And, yeah, but there's that's, something there. There's yeah, something there. That, that it's primary. That's that's the whole benefit, I guess, of being in being in uh, politics in Rhode Island is you get to you get to pretend you're a big wheeler dealer with with Hollywood. Uh, Miguel Nunez or Nuez, excuse me, longtime Rhode Island board of staffer. He gets the nod as the executive director. What I immediately noticed was they always keep it in house. They don't want anybody outside. A longtime staffer to me, that just means he knows the drill. Uh, I don't know this particular individual, but, you know, they, they never want an outsider seeing how things are done. I I think if there's any place that could use an outsider, it would be the Rhode Island Board of Elections. Yeah, you would think so. The uh, the. The good rule of thumb to apply to all these sorts of hires is to add the phrase after a nationwide search before the sentence. So after a nationwide search, they promoted the person who everybody expected to be promoted. So, you know, on one hand, you know, that's kind of how you'd, you'd expect it to work. People know the system. They, they just rise up the ranks and it's all as well and good. But I, I think there's something to this idea that the Board of Elections does not want to get outsiders looking over their yeah. shoulder. And it'd be different if we had... If, if the board of elections tended toward competence and, and weren't a politically appointed board and uh, that it would be different if, if that were the case, but there, there's just nowhere that we're getting independence. And so, you know, I, I'd like to say great, you know, promote from within people who know the system. Uh, but we, we, there's just no way again and again, we see this, there's just no way to get an outside uh, perspective on things or, or any kind of uh, healthy competition or opposition in any of these agencies and we, we've seen it with say education commissioners you know you deborah gist came in and actually started to do some different stuff and the unions organized and, and booted her so that's that's what you get and 
you know, we, I guess in some respects, Rhode Islanders deserve what they get from these from these boards. Um, I did interview Rhode Island Secretary of State Greg Amori. I plan to have several. I'd like to have several conversations with him. I'd like your thoughts on it. As I've listened to it, um, something that sticks out at me right away is when they talk about, you know, someone manipulating the signatures. He doesn't mention Matos. And I could have brought that up, but he he instead mentions the situation with Vivek. They go out of their way to mention that. Something else that stood out to me, but I do want to hear your thoughts, is just, you know, if there's any extreme example, you know, why is an X accepted signature? What if somebody has a stroke and then they can't like it's always the most extreme as opposed to what's the, the real norm? I, I did. You know, I was actually kind of disappointed. I mean, I appreciate him giving me the time and access, but I, the talking points are down the way our voting is. It doesn't. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence, but I just I, I'd like your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it's great that you had him on uh, and, and we're able to ask questions that he, he doesn't probably get asked very often. Um, but his the talking points were were kind of disappointing in some ways. It's almost like, you know, isn't this isn't this a really open uh opportunity for fraud and the answer is not very far from yeah but that's that's a good thing <laughs> you know there's, there's there's a lot of that when you when you start asking about say shouldn't we have a limit on a number of ballots that somebody can collect uh, and harvest and, and others and so he, he has just finished telling you that uh, you know we're the mail ballots and all this stuff we're just we're just trying to be like other states a lot of states have it the same way and then you point out well other states have limits and he's oh well you know uh, yeah whatever we're doing it this way but it's because you know what if somebody doesn't have a relative to bring an air mail ballot and they their neighbor has to do it okay how does a limit affect that (laughs) like how many people are there how many collecting hundreds of ballots from their neighbors purely because their neighbors have nobody else to, to to vote i mean that sort of stuff just doesn't doesn't pass the this laugh test, and you know when when you you asked about uh, Senator Anna Quezada and her strategy of ballot harvesting in Providence. I mean, it seemed pretty clear to me. I mean, I think he actually explicitly said, "Hey, I'm fine with that strategy," you know, but I don't think it'll scale. Well, of course it'll scale. Campaigns at the statewide level, and especially Congress and and Senate, they've got millions of dollars. They can scale a ballot harvesting system, and that's that's what. What they're, they're certainly doing, and I think that's so. My my take away from that was, yeah, he was saying essentially, yeah, that's why we're doing this. We're we're doing this to make it a broad strategy so that we can we can just control elections and control who who can possibly be elected. And I think that's that's what's disappointing. And I think there's an important one important note here to take it to another kind of a, a media level is so you're asking these questions, and you, me, your audience, we've we've had these thoughts, we've discussed them. So he comes on, he answers some questions, and mo- most of us are probably going to go, yeah, you didn't really answer the question very well. But a lot of people go, okay, well, at least he's thought about it. You know, so there's all the only thing that's going to happen there is that he'll soften opposition to, to this bill. But when he, the mainstream media doesn't ask these questions, if, if, say, Ted Nisi were to ask this question on Newsmakers, a lot of people watching that won't even know this is an issue. So they'll learn right. that it's an issue. So it, right. it might move in the other direction. And I think that's that's one of the – that was kind of jumped out at me as well is it's all about softening opposition to government because the news media doesn't ask the questions like that exactly. that ought to be answered. And people don't even learn that it's, a, that it's a problem. Wait, you can go out and collect as many ballots as you want and it can be organized throughout the state – Wait a second. I didn't know that. I, I bet there are a lot of people who don't know it because the questions just aren't asked. So even if he had that kind of soft milk toast answer, just making people aware of the problem would be helpful. But that doesn't get done. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252 AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement Frame to Finish Basements What a difference it'll make in your basement Acoustic Ceilings Look how beautiful your ceiling could be New homes, additions Also, commercial rehabs Painting, remodeling Contact them today It's a family-run business AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements Call for a free quote What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements, 401 323 9252. 
What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, the big game has come and gone. Kind of depressing to me as a Patriot fan, only because uh, we remember what that was like, talk of a dynasty. I also um, was thinking that if you look back to, you know, they were saying it was it's the first time in, in quite some time that any team has <clears throat> won back-to-back and the Chiefs now would like to try to go for three in a row. Folks, you go to, you know, um, Patriots. If Malcolm Butler had played against the Eagles, I believe the Patriots could have won. They could have won three in a row. They came back against uh, Atlanta. They beat the Rams. In between there was the Eagles Super Bowl. I think the Patriots could have. You know, that was the team, let alone then when they, you know, beat Seattle with Malcolm Butler. But it's tough to look at that. And now, you know, Belichick would not, he barely played in the game. Malcolm Butler, who was the star who saved the Super Bowl for the Patriots against the Seahawks. <clears throat> Something happened the night before. And he was essentially benched, and they gave up so many points. That was another example of that Matt Patricia was just not the guy. So, But anyhow, um, it was quite the spectacle to watch. Well, we'd see how the numbers come out. It's really um, the NFL just has it going on all cylinders right now. Now, closer to home, snowstorm in the forecast. A lot of snow. Tuesday's going to be a very difficult day. Tuesday morning, it's going to be very difficult, as a matter of fact. You could be getting two inches an hour, three inches an hour, depending on where you are. I think it also sets up, though. Normally, you would think, okay, so everybody just stay off the road on <clears throat> on Tuesday. Good day to uh, maybe work from home or make other arrangements, what have you. It's gonna The snow's going to start very um, early into the commute. I believe I saw it's going to start snowing at like 3 in the morning. So around 6 to 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, it's it's going to be pretty heavy snow. And then the storm moves out uh, late afternoon. So a quick storm, but su substantial amount of snowfall. And then farther north, Boston's really going to get hit. But it also, to me, adds into the fact that you have major road problems in the state. <laughs> and major, you know, who immediately now when I... We hear about that there's going to be a snowstorm. All I <clears throat> I start thinking about is um, just how different. Now, today, again, is fine, but the weather's going to be uh, really difficult. I, as I, I can't even imagine around the bridge. The bridge, 195, that, that's a problem in good weather, let alone what we're, what we're looking at and is essentially going to going to excuse me affect the area on tuesday so you know but that that will now be i believe that's going to be a problem all week that's not just going to be a problem the day of the storm that that's going to be a problem because then you're still going to have snow and ice that is left there very very dangerous i think this is um tjl del tj del santo from wpri has the latest now Day on Tuesday. Uh, so that's what we're looking at pretty much all of Rhode Island now in that winter storm warning. There's the storm kind of taking shape down there in the deep south. All that moisture headed our way for late tonight and tomorrow. Today, no problem at all. Looking at sunshine, mild temperatures again. The precipitation begins well after midnight. Initially a mix, and then it turns to a heavy snow for the Tuesday morning commute, continuing into the afternoon, winding down during the early evening across the area. Then Wednesday, Valentine's Day, looks to be pretty quiet, although a little windy and kind of cold. All right, here's your forecast for today. We are expecting 
to see temperatures topping out in the upper 40s to around 50 degrees. Winds from the west generally 5 to 10 miles an hour. For tonight, dry in the evening, clouds thickening up. We'll see the precipitation, the snow, sleet, and rain developing after midnight. It quickly turns over to a heavy snow, and that will continue throughout the daytime tomorrow, along with some strong wind gusts as well. Temperatures low 30s. Travel will be difficult throughout the entire day. Winds from the northeast 10 to 20 miles an hour gusting 35, maybe to 40 will make driving conditions even more difficult. All right, here's the general forecast. 8 to 12 inches across the Providence metro area, less down near the south shore, maybe a little bit more in the usual snow belt of Rhode Island where it will be a little colder, 10 to 15 inches expected up there. All right, here's your forecast for Wednesday. Sunshine, about 34 degrees. You can always get the updated forecast so folks heavy heavy snow <clears throat> by the way northern part of the state looking at 8 to 12 so but it is a problem when then again i i don't have to go in that area i'm not going to go in that area um this is a major problem for the people that live in that area or do business there there's no i don't know what it's going to be like they don't have answers on what it's going to be like, but very, very difficult, even more difficult than when you have winter storm coming through. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508 252 for propane plus three generations you can always depend on propane plus for all your heating and cooling call them today 401-885-4209 three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show let's go to some of the sunday sound Starting with Biden campaign co-chair Chris Coons claims Americans have serious doubts over Biden's mental fitness because he blames. Oh, no, this is this is all just because of the media. Listen to this on this week. Not just one moment in the 12 minute press conference. I mean, take a look at what we saw uh, uh, just recently. A handful of other events to take a look. A few more. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. I said America's back, and Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me. I mean, you know, Mitterrand, whether he's from Germany or France, he obviously is from France, but he's been dead for 25 years. I mean, there are a number of these incidents, and. And they, and they may be gas. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But this is what the American public is seeing, and it's raised concerns. Our poll shows over 80 uh, percent responding, saying that they think that Biden is too old to serve as president. Again. Jonathan, if press coverage focuses relentlessly on things that don't represent Joe Biden's real body of work, you can push towards that kind of result. That poll should have been about who's actually working to secure our border. Joe Biden, who's well, worked across the aisle for months with a bipartisan group in the Senate, or Donald Trump, who is willfully killing the bipartisan border deal in the Senate, not because he wants to secure America, but to secure his own reelection. What that poll could have been about is who understands that our alliances keep us safer? Joe Biden, who's led 50 countries to come to the defense of Ukraine, or Donald Trump, who alarmingly last night bragged about a story where he claims he threatened a NATO ally to throw them to the Russian wolves if they didn't pay up. NATO isn't a protection racket. But it's a security point. alliance. So the substance, the difference, Joe Biden and Donald Trump and most elected officials make small gaffes just like the ones you just showed. That's not what matters. 
We are in a fight for the soul of our nation. And the idea that somehow Joe Biden forgot the date of his son's death is offensive and appalling. And what you should be focused on, in my view, what that poll should have focused on, what our nation well, should but, focus but, 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 on, can I, can I stop is the way that though, because... Donald Trump is undermining rule of law, democracy, and our safety as a nation. But, but, but we, we do have polling on, on the issues you're discussing, and the yes. polling shows widespread disapproval of how President Biden has handled the border and also uh, the, the, the uh, foreign policy. I mean, despite so what you're saying. Let, let's take that border issue, okay? After <clears throat> Yeah, the border is a mess. Isn't that amazing? Now, again, that is someone, Biden co-chair. Uh, but that that is just, I think, that, that whole thing, that is just preposterous to say that he's actually fine. It's the media that's focusing on it. Now, his personal attorney appeared on Face the Nation. Does the president have a memory issue? Alone, the president, in public remarks, mixed up the leaders of France, Germany, and he referred to Egypt as Mexico. Does the president have any memory problems? He does not. I was in the interview room. And, and let me tell you one other vignette from the interview room. There were a couple of occasions when the special counsel, who had flagged at the beginning that sometimes he asks imprecise questions, asked questions that the president picked apart as a matter of logic. Mm -hmm. He showed that the questions didn't have a logical underpinning. Now, everybody in the room recognized that was the case. It showed the president was listening carefully and understood precisely what was wrong with those questions. Mm -hmm. I didn't come away from the special counsel's failure to ask precise questions and think to myself, he has mental acuity problems. I just thought he was asking bad questions. You know, folks, you see the um, there's a pattern here where the Biden people are trying to say, first of all, that guy's an enabler. They're trying to say, oh, he's fine. It's just the way the media is covering it. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar? Where else are we hearing that? Oh, that's right. We're hearing that from Governor McKee. We're hearing that from Governor McKee when it comes to the delay in what, you know, people are experiencing on the roads. According to Governor McKee, the problem is the way the media covers it. And then he was chastising the media, saying that they need to be honest about how the delays are. And was even taking issues saying that he doesn't think that it's really that much of a delay. He said it's about a, a 10 or 15 minute backup. And that's that's all it really is. But now I want to go back to Face the Nation. And his attorney, th this is ludicrous because the audio is going to come out. Um, they're trying to downplay it. But the fact of the matter, listen. They're not going to convince anyone. Biden, he he doesn't have it. If if he were no longer the president, it, he would just be an eighty-one-year-old man, and it's no one's business, you know, what his memory is or what he can recall. But the problem is not only is the president, but he's also running for re-election. I want to go back to Face the Nation, where they sent the president's personal attorney on to attack the report. This was a special prosecutor that Merrick Garland was the one that appointed. Council determined no prosecution should happen in regard to the mishandling of classified information. Um, this was a decision in your favor, but you asked the special counsel to reevaluate what you called, quote, highly prejudicial language. Did anyone appeal directly to Attorney General Garland or the Justice Department on that point? Well, we made submissions in paper on those points, but let me just take a step back. To the special counsel. To the special counsel, and we reiterated them again on paper to the attorney general because this is a report that went off the rails. It's a shabby work product. Let's, let's take a step back. It starts with a legal conclusion that was foregone from the very beginning. The investigation could have been concluded in two or three months. It went on for over 15 months. And so along with the legal conclusion comes this flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with DOJ policy and norms, and that, as you see, over the last 48 hours have been widely criticized by legal experts. This is not what prosecutors do. It is shoddy work product. But it was the attorney general's commitment to make this public that put this in this space. 
Did you ever ask the Justice Department not to make it public? No. Or consider doing so? No. 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 And what did the Attorney General say when you raised these issues to him? It's evident that he had committed to make the report public the way that the special counsel had written it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the report that we have. And that's the way it should be. <clears throat> this is preposterous. Now they're attacking. Kamala Harris, by the way, was attacking it. And now they're calling it partisan. It was, it was your attorney general, Merrick Garland, that appointed this guy. And, and, and at the base of it, they basically said, what's the point in going forward? He is an elderly man who has memory problems. We're not going to charge him. Folks, you're listening. He w it wouldn't stand up in court. They wouldn't get the conviction. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs, 401 743-9153 JMB Plumbing They've been providing plumbing services for years Skilled professionals stand behind their work Guarantee you will be happy Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes Repair clogged pipelines Maybe replace a, a water heater As well as all your plumbing needs Call them now It's JMB Plumbing 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on-the-scene live stream. Remember, there's no vo uh, vowel I. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, DePietro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me. DePietro.com, log on and then links to Facebook and YouTube, everything we have, it's all waiting for you right there at the website. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this. Since 1994, that's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year, I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend, one-stop insurance solutions. Mm -hmm. 